I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Ears and Timestamps, a book club podcast. Man, today we've just been talking all about like progress and growth. And I know that we didn't even like, we haven't classified our conversations before. <laughs> <laughs> but like thinking about it, it's just like all the all the stuff we were talking about had before this had nothing to do with our book. But I feel really good after our conversation. Is, is that kind of weird? Just like a, it feels like we, it's just nice. I mean, we were talking about like future books, the podcast, all kinds of stuff. Like it was just. Yeah. This was it, one of the first times, I guess maybe we did this last year to some degree as well, because we did sort of plan around, I guess, Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. The holidays is kind but of brought it up. We did like actually talk like we were doing planning this time. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. It made me feel. Like, I, I, it was a little more official feeling or like, exactly. I don't know if that's the right word. But. It's, it, it always feels good to have like a, a plan and then like you, you feel like you're making progress. And I guess that's just kind of what I, I it, it almost feels like we leveled up, even though <laughs> you can't <laughs> measure that in real life. Right. But it's, I don't know. It was like a nice, happy. And then we finished the book, which always definitely feels like an accomplishment, no matter what it is, whether it was great right. or not. And I mean, I, I enjoyed it as I was listening. So, I mean, and then, and then we learned about the author a little bit more too, which is always satisfying. I, I love doing the like deep dive kind of meta history. I don't know if that's the right word. I think I use meta a lot and I'm using, <laughs> I'm using it wrong, but, um, I, I do like doing the little deep dives into the history of like the mm-hmm. author, what, what they were doing. Cause then we started learning about Alex and books she was writing and, and, uh, and stories that she wrote with her friend, in a, you know, a fantasy magazine, which was kind of cool. And I mean, mm-hmm. and she's like a year or two younger than us. She's like right around no, our age. I think just... the Goodreads says she was born in 89. Okay. So a year older than us, two yeah. years older than us. Like that's, I mean, I don't know. No, those are people that we know. Yeah. I mean, friend of the show, Caitlin. Yeah. It could be Caitlin's friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was curious, uh, what, um, book count this was. So that's oh, yeah. why we looked him up, or at least yeah, that's we why were... I pulled her up, her page up, and then we, you know, started talking about it a little bit more. But this is her debut novel, yeah. Which this is now the second time that we've read a debut novel by somebody uh, as recommended, or at least as was put in front of our faces by Goodreads. Yeah, I should make an account to them so that they can start like. That's what I did. Is <laughs> I made an account. An and I'm starting to at some point. I'm going to be a little bit more thorough and go in and add books that I have read in the past already. Uh, but at least starting. As of you know, like a couple of months ago, it's keeping up with everything that I've read for the show, and so yeah. it's a little bit. It's just convenient, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of cool too, because I feel like maybe the algorithm's kind of tailored more to the show, even though like mm-hmm. even though it's obviously our taste, but it uh it might have a little bit of an outlier where it'll pull maybe a mystery novel when we're not necessarily known for doing a bunch of mystery novels. It might pull one because right. we've done them before, and um, that's cool. I wonder. I mean, uh, I had one book suggestion from my aunt that I'll uh, bring up later, but mm-hmm. um, I wonder if uh, like some of the books that we've been looking at are going to be on like Goodreads. It doesn't matter really, but it's just, uh, I mean, they're already I think presumably every book is on Goodreads. Oh, they're all on Goodreads. I would imagine so, because it's some sort of databasing is like, you know, the, the purpose of it is a, yeah. you know, a database. Uh, so uh, I would assume that any published book that wasn't, you know, literally just like self-published and only got like five purchases, you know, yeah, so small scale that it's literally not on the radar. Uh, I assume is on Goodreads. We should we should write an email to Goodreads and see if we can get on their website and be the official Goodreads podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, probably already have one. Oh man, yeah, giving them a free plug. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where uh, well um. 
when did you read, Will? How'd you read? How I tried it? to break it up, and I actually successfully did it for once. I read a chapter a day until um, yesterday uh, when I read two chapters, and then I read two chapters today. Nice. Uh, so now that I say that, that sounds less responsible, because that literally just means that I read two chapters uh, a day. <laughs> Or one chapter a day, one chapter a day, two, two. So <laughs> it didn't break it up as well as I uh, initially sounded like there, but it, I spread it out a little bit better. Nice. And do you, I mean, how how is the feeling like when you binge read like a book versus kind of, I don't want to say serializing it, but you know, like doing it in chunks, like chapter, chapter. It really I mean, depends on the book. Yeah. Um, if it's something that I'm really enjoying. Uh, then reading like five or six chapters in one go is, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. Um, if it's something that I'm not as mm-hmm. bought into, even if I like it, um, you know, I might be thinking, okay, how many pages until this chapter is over? I want to do something else. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, I think it's on the whole, certainly for the show, it's more beneficial for me to, um, read all of it within the last couple of days before we record so that yeah. more of it stays fresh mm-hmm. um but for my sanity it's better to break it up <laughs> oh definitely yeah you can't have just just a deadline with a ton of pages like right yeah. hours before yeah. before we record that's that's stressful we've both done it i mean yeah, i, I mean not, not like hundreds time. of pages but <laughs> yeah um well yeah um i know you I mean, were listening today did you more or less the same thing yeah, I mean, I've kind of just been doing this book the same every uh, every week. I've kind of just, I think this week I, I put it off the longest, like I waited till the day before. I think la- mm-hmm. uh, the first week we listened, I, I did it a day before, and then I had a day in between the recording, and then um, just later and later. No real reason. It's just like, I, I, I guess, I mean, I didn't dislike this book by any means. I just, it wasn't something that just kept coming to my mind like some yeah. other books were. And, um, and it wasn't something that I was just like, I cannot wait to get back. I just, I just felt like some of the things in it were a little like the way, the, I guess just the way the main January, I guess the way January thought sometimes was just a little like pretentious and I didn't like it. And I had a lot of eye rolly moments, you know, big, it was probably the voice actor along with some of the things that she mm. said that just kind of made me go like, ugh, okay. Like, it, and, and really we've talked th- about a lot of them too, like, uh, on the show and stuff and, and it. And it's not as bothering when I talk about them, but mm-hmm. like, because it doesn't seem like as big of a deal. But when it's just me you just and get my the initial impression, yeah, when the way it's that me it in my mind, first. it's kind of just like, yeah. Ugh, you little brat. And like, I don't know why, because she's not really a brat either. And I mean, she's almost just like an exact replica of Adelaide, you know, just like a not as cool version kind of to me. Like, that's yeah. sort of the vibe I got. And even at the end, uh, I mean, well, I don't want to jump all the way to the end, but like, well, she's her as a character. She's extremely sheltered and naive, mm-hmm. and completely um, lacking in knowledge on everything that's happening around her. Be- yeah, just because of the way that she was brought up, for know? sure. So I think that a lot of those impressions that you, and you know the opinions that you have about like her decisions and the way that she acts and talks and stuff like that. I think that those are based in something legitimate because she you know is just up until you know a lot of the stuff that happens at the end she's a completely inexperienced young person mm-hmm. who has never you know aside from the emotional trauma of you know not having her parents around uh, has experienced very little in her life mm-hmm. um, yeah most of her experiences are through uh, dime novels that she brings up quite a bit you know right, just like mm-hmm. 
she even yeah relates her life to it a lot and just like you know i thought that it would be a little bit more like this kind of scene in a dime novel but i didn't have it i couldn't muster anything up to say and right. you know um didn't seem like Locke was as in love as caring for her as, as i as i portrayed him last week i made it seem like he was just I like a loving think... misunderstood and i think it's a little bit less so I oh mean, yeah it's a little bit was, less so still was i do think that than i made it he out. does still um actually care for january yeah probably not almost at all for julian um but i think <laughs> that he does uh still care about january because humans are complicated and have complicated emotions right yeah <laughs> and it's not just like you know, only love or using someone, you know, it's mm-hmm. not so black and white like that. Um, and I think that that was depicted pretty well, in my yeah, opinion. I do too. Uh, there, overall, uh, I don't have any, I've, I've only got one problem with anything that happens in mm-hmm. this book. Uh, narratively, things are sound, I think. Yeah. Uh, there weren't, I don't remember thinking about any plot holes except for the one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Structurally, everything made sense and tied together, and you know there uh, there wasn't anything that was just like oh, I don't believe that, <laughs> except for this one thing. Which there's a bit where w- whenever January starts realizing that you know it was always Locke, that it was Locke. Oh, who okay, yeah, yeah, had, yeah. You know, purchased the farmhouse from the Larsons, mm-hmm. and you know that everything was Locke, uh, pretty much. I was thinking that might have confirmed yeah. our theory of them being super old. Well, he's know? over two hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, so that then you know that kind of say, but he's got because he's got that jade cup that he drinks from that he right. found in China. Uh, he is from another world, but presumably they have similar lifespans. Uh, he says that, that jade cup keeps him alive, um, potentially indefinitely. Uh, as he said, we'll find out. Um, of course, now I guess he won't find out because he's stuck in the void for the threshold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that that <laughs> almost felt like a bit like you can just leave him there. Like your dog can go through with you and find its way through easy, but like you can. Well, just the problem <laughs> is, is that you need to be able to know where it is that you're going and be looking for it. Uh, yeah, I guess and they because they did in that interaction no, spend yeah. like a whole like half paragraph explaining, kind of explaining how yeah. Locke is so afraid of the doors. When oh, was the yeah. last time he even went through one? Mm-hmm. You know, was it? the last time that you know before yeah he was focused on shutting him and he had come from like you said a different so to suddenly be in the threshold Mm -hmm. and not know exactly where he's going because he doesn't know where that i guess he you know it can be assumed that he's supposed that that door that she opens is going to the written but you know he doesn't have any familiarity with the written he's never been to it Mm -hmm. i think Uh, so yeah he was kind of like baffled when she like he, he sort of figured out how her you know, for lack of a better term, magic was working because he, he was like, oh, you have to write it down. It's a bit of like it's a written form of I don't think he said spell, but, you know, it's a written that th- way that you, you know, make the doors appear. And yeah, um, but the 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 thing that I have a the, the one thing that yeah, I yeah. think I have a problem with is that at some point during and I don't remember the exact phrasing anymore, but there is a realization that she has of, you know, it always being lock and blah, blah, blah. And it sort of gets painted out to be that she starts to think um, that he took them in because he knew that they were related to Adelaide, who was the family that he purchased the barn from and destroyed the door all those years ago. Yeah. And there's literally no way that he would know that unless he had read the book that Julian was writing. Which uh, it can be assumed that he did while Julian was knocked out after mm-hmm. having coming through the, you know, the, the door that was closing as he, they were sailing through it. Uh, but 
why was the book written in English so that Locke could read it? Because he wasn't writing the book for uh, January at that point. So it doesn't need to be in English. Why was it not written in his native tongue, the written? Why is he writing it in English? It just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for him to be writing that in English at that point. So why would Locke be able to understand what's in that book and know that, oh... I mean, I guess if Locke was from the same other world, he's you not. know, but he's not. He's so. definitively not. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be the only way, but that's not. It just it. doesn't make sense. It feels mm-hmm. like an oversight to me. Um, albeit it's a very small one. I'm yeah. just nitpicky. Uh, but that's the one thing that I had mm-hmm. a problem with. Uh, that felt like, like I said, just an oversight. Um, other than that, everything else about this book holds up, in my opinion. Yeah. There's nothing else that I have questions about or... Um, am questioning the validity mm-hmm. of how did uh how did you like just um i liked her like using ash like the charcoal that one time to like kind of like to draw the you know she's having her final confrontation yeah, with Locke. yeah. i thought that was cool just like he's like drop the pen and she's like oh okay and then she didn't have a pen and she's like oh yeah there's charcoal right here i can do that right um I don't know. I, I I always like it when I guess they're instinct driven with their with their decisions, uh, even you know magically. And I feel like that's all she's ever been when she does stuff cool. Mm-hmm. When she does cool stuff, it's like all right, let me just act and not really think about it. Yeah. Well, the uh, I mean, over and over again, it's you know put forth that it works when you believe in it. Oh yeah. It doors themselves the way that she's able to you know manifest her magic. Um, it's all about believing in it more than mm-hmm. anything. Man, I feel like a spell, um, you know, focused in belief would be really hard uh, to do the first time. But then after I did it the first time, I would be like, oh, I believe this so hard that I could do anything. Well, that's kind you know? of the way that the vast majority of magic stories go, isn't it? Yeah. Like whenever somebody's oh, first makes... learning about yeah. magic or whatever, in... aside from where there's like a structure like Harry Potter, in you know, Aragon, where there's that's literally what I was a say. school telling you how to do it, you know? Yeah, Aragon, he had to learn like the the name, the proper name, and then he had to pull deep down inside of his fucking soul or whatever, like right, to pull more the mechanical. magic juice out. Yeah, yeah in, uh, <laughs> and in this one, it's just like... You know, it, it work whenever she accidentally did it, then she was like, oh, magic, like this is real. And then she mm-hmm. just believed that she could do it. And then after, so for her, I guess it took a couple of times for her, for her to like, you know, kind of do it. But um, I feel like the learning curve, I guess, when magic is just like based in belief would be crazy for, for, uh, for a lot of people, at least, at least, uh, <laughs> at least on earth, you know, our, our world of people right. that are like literate in a bunch of different like fantasy worlds like where our mind would go crazy if you and i got hit with like a magic power i feel like uh this and if it was based in just believing that you had it like after you right. did it once you'd be like i totally believe that i can do this and now yeah. i can do it all the time right. <laughs> i would just i don't know i feel like it was it's gotta I, be I akin to creating anything that hasn't existed before like i don't know i can't imagine what it would be like to create the alphabet yeah. You know, so that you could then write down representations of the sounds that you're making. How do you even start doing that? Yeah, I mean, I know? don't even call <laughs> I don't even call animals the same thing every time. <laughs> and, they, and they have a specific name. I'll just be like, "Oh, look at that big thing." You know, like right. or I mean, we have names for our dogs and stuff, but like yeah, just like, because, and the, the reason I guess I said that was like assigning sounds to mean a thing, just like you said mm-hmm. with the alphabet, it's like, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I don't. What did you think of the void when uh, when we went to it? Because I was I went in my head and I, I started thinking of like a Full Metal Alchemist void where he like went through the doors and then it was mm-hmm. kind of just like an endless bad of knowledge and then that wasn't it and then I started thinking of like a space kind of like where it was just black darkness. They describe then... it as being just like literally nothing. Yeah, that's and then my mind started to get creative. Yeah, <laughs> when I heard nothing, I was like, oh, that means everything. I just and, assumed uh, it was just you know like a literal void. Yeah, there's just nothing there. Yeah, you're just in it. She started to kind of like explain how like she had direction even though there was no direction, because like you said, she had to know where she wanted to go um, Mm -hmm. to be able to use use the door uh, properly. And um, I guess I guess that's just when I started to think like, how would you move? (laughs) Right. Even though you don't you don't need to to have that you know worked out because it's magic this is just how it works right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a direction you go that way and it's not you know up down left right angled you know it's just like you're going that way right and uh that's when i started to kind of relate it to other other voids and stuff that i had seen before and then and then that specific description made me think of ender's game where uh they they go through a whole explanation of like anti-gravity zero gravity chambers and how you have to get rid of the concept of there being up and down because up is uh relative you know relative yeah. to the the way that you're facing <laughs> so mm-hmm. um so they had to start thinking in different like uh i don't think they were thinking in like quadrants or anything like north south east. i think they just had to just change your mindset because you know up and down are completely different uh, yeah. and you know like like i just said relative so um all of, yeah that one little explanation of her going through the void made me just start to think like wow all this stuff and then obviously you know Locke is stuck stuck there that's how she ended up meeting him yeah right? and, and uh and, and was there I, I didn't for some reason i had the 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 feeling that there would be a lot of different i guess just like with um how in uh the institute i had a bunch of different like institutes you know around the world i mm-hmm. just kind of made it just like that in this book where there had to be a bunch of different places like lock lock manor or whatever we're gonna right. call it like acadia you know or are they they're not the same yeah um, no. yeah arcadia was the world yeah. that they hid in for yeah, a little bad. bit yeah um yeah. but yeah like lock you know i figured there mm-hmm. had to be more like treasure hunters you know than just like them and uh and it seemed like when when he beat him or when she beat him it was like oh well well the thing I is there'd is be that... more Presumably, and you know what she then decides is going to be, you know, her kind of life's work yeah. is to go reopen all the doors that they've closed, and but they're going to be continuing to close doors and blah blah because the society continues. They don't even know that Locke was the founder because mm-hmm. he's been, you know, remaking himself every lifespan or whatever to avoid any sort of, you know, complications because of that. Uh, you know, it'd be weird if suddenly there was just a man who lived for 200 years. Yeah. Uh, so him dying or being trapped. Yeah. Is not necessarily going to, it wouldn't, you know, crush the society. The yeah. society could still operate. And there appears to be, I don't know how many people uh, in the society, I think there's like at least there that are at the meetings all the time. Mm-hmm. There's like ten or something like that, um, but they appear to have resources across the world mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, and but are like, all of them like full society members that really know everything or, you yeah, know, what is it? They have some sort, some level of like autonomy where they don't need direction. They have their own sort of, sort of direction, but they're, yeah, they're still more of like an within, allegiance than, yeah. or, or not, no, that's mm, a good way to say it. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. yeah. That made sense to me when you said that. As opposposed to like a full on hierarchy mm-hmm. of, you know, there's no like real yeah. chain of command or no, anything that, like that. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I like that. The, I guess it could be. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? It can be assumed that even though he's not acting as the founder anymore, mm-hmm. him being the main through line since the beginning of society, being the founder, mm-hmm. um, and him no longer being there would mean that in time it could, you know, fall apart. Right, yeah. But it's not like, you know, it's not a literal cutting off the head of a snake situation where now tomorrow the society mm-hmm. falls apart. It might take, you know, 60 years, but unless, you know, somebody who's a little zealous, you know, steps up and, you know, really takes, you know, charge of the situation or whatever. But so, yeah, I don't know that the society is defeated necessarily. Yeah. I was thinking with like our predictions last week, like this society would have to either like get defeated or she'd kind or of be on get the away run from the side. Yeah, yeah. They just, and it kind of seems like they just got away. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's she's kind of on the run, like but she's a little fixing bit it. in the, in between. It, in a yeah. Way. It kind of is. I guess, I guess it's sort of, and I don't want to say, give us credit where it's not due, but I, I, I kind of want to say that we called it to the sense that like, it was it ended open ended enough to where like she could probably write a sequel if she really wanted to crush the society, but she doesn't necessarily have to because mm-hmm. it ended on its own. Which right. I, know, I know we were talking about works it really well, right? Where it could and and I do think it worked well because like you said, like she could, it, she like, could pull another book out of it because you know somebody you know with some good drive would be able to take out the uh, right the, you know the group, but um, the they can that, just leave it to 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 time <laughs> yeah. for now and, and it'll be satisfying as a good ending. Right. I, you know, I thought it was, you know, so. it being, you know, in between those, you know, two ideas that we had for how it end, you know, either it's just the family getting back together or if it's a story of heroism and, you know, mm-hmm. saving the world by letting worlds connect, uh, by defeating the society, uh, the, for it to, you know, end up being like a series of novels or whatever, at least for me to be interested in a series of novels taking place in this story, uh, I said that they would have to start being able to have a little bit more power and agency over everything because at this point nobody has any idea mm-hmm. how the doors work or whatever. Uh, and she gets that ability, you know, in the, in the epilogue after she walks away from Sam mm-hmm. trying to get him to, you know, remember things, yeah. she just just writes a door in the air. And walks through it, and then it closes. <laughs> yeah. So she suddenly has like all this power. She's really figured out how it works, and blah blah blah. She really blah. believed it. And so they that would be me after got I got to the point. I believed that, that I could do magic. I'd, I would be super god magic. I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> whoa, whoa, throwing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> throwing doors up, and <laughs> yeah. So like, it got to, a, to the a, bank. a point where it would now be um, believable that this is suddenly like you know an adventure series that. You know, she's like, you know, gallivanting around yeah, the she, universe. Yeah, she has the skills now where she could go and, and do it on her own and not necessarily need uh, yeah, need anybody to guide her or help her through. Or, or just she's, absolute chance. Exactly, yeah, chance. <laughs> because that's how it was before. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know, hunting old legends. 
and then hopefully coming across what they were looking for to yeah. find a door. Which is the worst way to look for stuff, probably. Right. Just hoping just that you'll hope find, that you'll find it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna look for the remote at your house and just hope right. that I brought it over. <laughs> now she's got <laughs> and lost a, it here. ability to do something, you know, yeah. so that you know makes it compelling. Um, were it to go into a series, I'm perfectly content with the way that the story has ended. Yeah, me too. And I kind of hope that she just uses this to launch herself off into some more uh, no- novels and. Um, Hopefully, some more. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it was a novella or anything, but hopefully, some like some more collaborative uh, work and stuff too. Because it sounded like she was pretty. There was some pretty busy. Yeah, good reads when was, we were looking at her. A little unsure how to interpret some of the listings that were there, um, but yeah, there were other works where she was a uh, contributor. It seemed to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not proficient in Goodreads lingo, but this is what it seems like. Yeah. How do you um? How do you like? just this like theme of like the main characters in this book like it was just like a we've been having a lot of like strong female leads and i've just um i don't think i've really been we've been reading a lot of books by female authors as well that could, i wonder if that has that's any, just sort of come up yeah naturally in a way because uh, i mean all we really do whenever we pick out these books is if we get a suggestion from somebody you know we put it in the pool or the way that I pull up suggestions that I then mm-hmm. present to you, I just, you know, look at books coming out this month in whatever genre I'm feeling. Oh, yeah, you go then, straight to the month. Yeah, I, I would always yeah. just type best horror 2019 yeah. or whatever, and then, it'd be, and then it was like, Stephen King's got one coming right. out. I just see whatever's coming out this month and mm-hmm. whatever genre it is that I'm feeling, um, and then, you know, just read the synopsises, um, and, or not even full synopsises, whatever, and just say, okay, these four are interesting. Yeah. Which of these four do you think works? And then we narrow it down. And yeah, uh, starting it this just one has it's... happened to be uh, books written by female authors lately for whatever reason. It's just played out that way. Yeah. I, I got a huge like Narnia vibe before we read this one. And then as we were reading it, I was like, no, I don't really Though That's have certainly that anymore, the but, quintessential you know? example of going through a portal to exactly. another world. That's, you know? That must have been it. That's the, you know, the, the called backstory that everybody can sort of reference and be like oh we're going through a portal to another world narnia just like <laughs> yeah. the lion the witch yeah, in the wardrobe like such a cultural touchstone yeah. that yeah absolutely what was your uh exposure to that like your first exposure i think it was watching the movie in school m- me too which is <laughs> weird because you know it's a book obviously i figured we'd read the book first right. we didn't even do that they're just like we brought the two-part line the witch and i think i rented it one time and you came over and we watched it at my house probably yeah that sounds familiar that yeah i'd never i hadn't thought about that probably since we did it it's like <laughs> right. that just came back all of a sudden randomly yeah. i uh I, yeah you would think that it would be something and it's something that uh you know the chronicles of narnia is a book series that i would like to read i don't know why i never have I didn't have, when growing up. I didn't have a lot of like reading suggested or mm-hmm. put upon me. Yeah, there was a couple of times that my mom would suggest something, and you know she was the first person to uh, suggest that I read the Lord of the Rings books. Um, but other than that, like I think she actually really only suggested like maybe a total of like four or five books in my childhood. I just picked everything else out on my own. Mm-hmm. And but even. With that, it was never like my parents were like, okay, you should be reading more. Stop being, yeah. uh, playing video games. Stop watching TV. Go read a book now or something like that. It was just something that I did. Yeah. Uh, 
so I guess that's why I never read the Chronicles of Narnia because they just never came across my plate as being put there by somebody. Mm-hmm. And whenever I chose books, I was just literally like, you know, at the school library, like just yeah. like this has a picture of a rabbit. I'm gonna read I'm that in. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember there are always like different sections, like in the different uh, school years, like of of like reading it, like in uh, intermediate school. I remember like. Just for months and months, everyone was reading like all these mythology books. We're all reading the different like histories of the gods and stuff. And we kept talking about different Mm. stories because it was just, I think that was my first exposure to such like a baffling concept as like the dad worrying about his son growing up and then killing him to marry his mom. Like that's like the Hercules and Kronos story, right? Something like that where it's, I don't even know if that's his dad, but it's like Hercules. Zeus is Zeus, Hercules there you go. Yeah, so it's like the Zeus story where it's like he was he, he was worried about his like son coming up and taking over. And then, you know, and it was just like, right, that was yeah. just so crazy to me. It's like, wait, he ate him? And then he, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It, and, and then and then we, st- uh, like Brian Jakes and like. Uh, the Redwall series. Yeah, Redwall. And then there was like the Merlin series that I thought would have been cool, but then I never read them. And, I never read that either. Yeah. It's it's funny that we that we've never really dove into. It, it, I mean, it's funny that like growing up, we've read so many series, and that we get like attached to a series as being like a, like an epic or something that you can really relate to, like a Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, um, you know, Red Wall, mm-hmm. uh, and then in this because we we're sort of not really like allowing ourselves to dedicate too much time to one series because we don't want to be limiting to to ourselves we don't mm-hmm. want to become like the harry potter podcast right so yeah. um it's it's just interesting because I, I mean all i did was grow up reading a series like i found a group of guys or girls that i wanted to chill with like even twilight i was just like oh, i'm in you know like i'll read all about bella and she can tell me everything and i love these vampires and i'm in mm-hmm. you know it, but it was a series and i and i loved the idea of there being more and waiting for the new one to come out and um that 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 was always like a really fun uh just like thing that happened throughout the years. I just remember talking about like, Oh, Hey, you haven't read the new Harry Potter. You haven't read the new Twilight. You didn't mm-hmm. read the whatever. And, um, I, f- I feel like maybe if the new game of Thrones book came out, we could probably jump into that. Cause we've already done, we already done the series. We wouldn't even <laughs> be focused on the series. Yeah. Just, I know, but it's just so long. <laughs> that would be yeah. the disheartening thing. It'd be like a six part episode. Isn't which he isn't. doing like a fucking, like a preview of, uh, Winds of Winter, and it's like 200 pages or something like that. For the preview, something. Wow, like it's it's a lot of pages. Yeah, because I for know the preview. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure book four and five they were just like, no, this is too long. You gotta cut it back. <laughs> and he's like, all right, yeah. let me just turn it into two books. Then I might be wrong about how long the preview is, but I think the the preview is like an obscenely it, it's 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 really long for like a teaser. Yeah, I remember just the first time Kenneth was listening to uh, Game of Thrones, he was like, he texted me, he was like, uh, Ned isn't even dead yet, and I'm in Boston. <laughs> like, he drove all the way up there, and he's like, they haven't even gotten Ned yet. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> that's season one stuff. But, uh, let's see, I'm looking up the uh, available Winds of Winter chapters. Yeah, I think this story rounded off pretty nicely, though, just... You know, it felt good. Like we were saying, I don't think it needed any extra for the series. And that's that's kind of been an interesting thing, I guess, is why I brought it up. is just that, like, we're getting attached to these characters. And, and without even meaning to, I'm kind of, you know, melding them into, like, a big, like, amalgamation of, like, one 
character and story. Like I'm, I'm kind of, um, and it's not, I'm not taking them away from each other either. I'm not like fusing the stories and then making them into one super story. It's just like, it just because we've been meeting so many meeting, we've been, <laughs> we've been introduced to so many new characters. It's, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's hard to keep up because it's it's not. I mean, they're all so different, but it's just it is interesting, like getting new characters, committing to new characters for a couple weeks, and then dropping them. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like if we were playing D and D or something. You know, we make our characters, we build them up over the couple years, or you know, a series of books that we're just like we can't wait for the next one. It's just we get these characters, we kind of obsess about them, and then we we're like, all right, we're done, satisfied, happy, on to the next. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's something that I didn't think would be so much fun for some reason because i get really attached and uh it has been really satisfying kind of like having a finality to each uh little you know subset of characters and things that we that we do that we do it kind of it's been fun it's been been cool and it's it's weird because i'm used to series and obsessing and like not you know stopping and thinking thinking about anything else like i'm just i don't know you get it (laughs) yeah i was looking up the preview chapters and i didn't do super good digging uh but i found one reddit thread uh detailing seven different preview chapters that were released and that thread was two years ago mm, so cool. i don't know yeah. but that's gonna be a fucking big book <laughs> yeah so, so we probably won't do that one right yeah. <laughs> we'll just we might talk about it for fun on the side if we both read it large book i need to i still haven't finished uh, dance with dragons oh really yeah but uh, i don't even know why i think i i was getting tired of cersei I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped. I used to, I was reading it every night. And it was when I was in Boston. And uh, at some point I was just like, I think I'm tired of Cersei. And I just stopped reading. <laughs> I'm good. Later. <laughs> um, so I, I need to finish that. The Game of Thrones compendium book that I have on Kindle says I'm 87% done with it. So, But that's 87% of including all five. All five. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways. um. Because overall, did were you okay with the ending? Did yeah, it seem like I thought it was good. I think it just particular? yeah. I mean, I mean, like we were saying, I think it's just it's it's kind of nice, even though we sort of predicted it would be open enough to satisfy. Mm. <laughs> but that's cool. Like it, it, it fit our expectations. You know, it, yeah. it, that's what we kind of wanted it to do. And it's not like I ever want um, someone to not do well or to like not be able to benefit like if she can make it into a series and keep going good for her and if she doesn't want to good for her you know like stop it here just like you did it's great and i mean that i think i think for me this book really comes together just when we get to talk about it like i know i said that every episode but it's just like this one really it's just i by myself with these characters i think i was a little harsh on them and then just when we mm. talk about them it kind of makes them more like real like they're our, our friends you know that we're talking about yeah <laughs> and then and then uh and then just like all in all it's like all right i did like that it was a fun story and and i do think back to these books and sometimes i don't even necessarily realize that like oh yeah i'm i'm thinking about something january did i'm just like oh yeah like january or like you know I'll just be thinking of like a girl and her dog or whatever. Like mm-hmm. just, I don't even know a good example of that, but I do um, come back to a lot of these books. Like I think about a lot of them and this one's, this one is cool. I thought, I don't know. 
It was yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, and it, it made me think of Dora a lot. It wasn't as <laughs> magical as I was expecting. Yeah, um, I definitely. But I think like we talked about agree. earlier, uh, you know, is sort of whenever you go through a portal to another world, the thing that you first think about is Narnia. <laughs> and so I thought that it was going to be a little bit more, you know, adventure and mm-hmm. magical uh, was my initial expectation. And it not doing that is fine. Yeah. That was just, you know, what I was thinking whenever I read the, the you know, the hook when I was looking at, you know, what books, you know, might I suggest. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds really fun because yeah. I was thinking of something else and it mm-hmm. ended up still being good and I enjoyed it. Um, it just, uh, like halfway through, I was like, this is not what I was expecting. And now I just want to read the Chronicles of Narnia. Because <laughs> it, like, it put me into a mode thinking that's where we were going and then it and wasn't. Then we didn't go there. Yeah. Which again is fine. Yeah. Uh, but it, because I had let myself expect something else, mm-hmm. um, I think that that might have affected me a little bit in reading it. Yeah. Which is part of why, like, I don't like watching trailers for things. I just don't right. want to have any expectations. It's, exactly. It's it's hard to not judge something when you have, yeah. when you have the preconceived notion of whatever the yeah. trailer. Whether the, positive the or page. negative or even just something else, like, happened in this case for me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just, like, I, I mean, but how do you then pick anything if you, well, you never get a fan try to, to find out if it's something you. that you're interested in, you know? Yeah, I guess that would be the thing. But then you're relying on someone else to trust what you like. And no, I, I have a real problem with that because, I don't know, I, I think that everybody's dumb. <laughs> Something like that. I, don't know. I just, it's really easy for me to judge other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah, it, it also is kind of hard to, to to avoid judging something when everybody likes it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, everybody you likes do, this. I, I think gotta... that there is like an inherent kickback that you want to have whenever something's popular. I think that's just part of humanity. Yeah, and I try not to let it affect <laughs> me, but in a lot of times I, I was think real I'm bad about good that about it. in school. Um, uh, you know, it's like you can't like Nickelback. Nickelback sucks because everybody right? says so. Yeah, and like I would let that happen a lot, and now mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just like what you want, man. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, we're all. Yeah, that's when it, we're all self-conscious trying to figure out who, yeah, we're all what we're so much doing. Time trying to be cool, you yeah, know, trying to be cool. to be cool, yeah. But yeah, I just I wish that I had had no expectation going into this. Yeah, and I think that that might have made it a little bit better for me personally. Yeah, um, I, and that's nobody's fault. <laughs> it's kinda, not even my own fault. I kind of feel like my one like eye rolling moment in this last little section was just like January just was Adelaide. You know what I mean? Like, it just don't feel like they were different. And I felt like January is just like a crappier version of her, you know? And then she ended up meeting her at the end and it was just, or... Well, Adelaide was capable. And well, that's January what... was just like forced in this situation and had no idea what was happening and was being led by Jane. I, yeah, and, it just, you know. I mean, I mean, in the first week, I, I remember saying like, she's reading this book and using it as like the cool version it's of It's definitely her, designed then... to have an element of them being parallel. You and, know? Well, and then at the it's end, certainly when whenever we find out that they're mother and daughter, you know? Right. It, but, but at the end, when they're like sitting there looking out in the, out at the sea waiting mm-hmm. for, for, uh, Julian. Julian yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, uh yule ian <laughs> yeah <laughs> when they were waiting for him uh i was just kind of like i don't know i it shouldn't have had an eye rolling moment because i know this isn't what she was doing i know she wasn't having just a classic girl waiting on the guy to come fix the situation because that's not what she did she ended up mm-hmm. having uh january go fix the thing with sam and like you said it showed uh a dope success where she was like door throw up a door and then she leaves you know like mm-hmm. she just she she was in control and she became who she who i guess 
she was going to always be, you know, for the book and, and why she was strong enough to write this, uh, story. And, you know, uh, I guess I just got a little bit of like an eye rolling moment when I was just like, okay, y'all are literally both sitting there looking out into the sea waiting for her dad or your right. AKA hubby, you know, like, just like, I don't know. It felt well, very... she's still recovering from two gunshot wounds. Get over it, it <laughs> you weakling. I'm just kidding. No, I, I get that. And then but... it provides a period of time for while she's recovering for Adelaide to not then also leave provides time for them to finally get to know each other before yeah. she then takes off on her life's journey. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. No, I also, yeah. we can assume that or they assumed that, uh, Julian was already there on the way, you know, cause we know that mm-hmm. he had been pushed through the door in Japan yeah. that led to the written and got trapped because then that door was closed or whatever. So, you know, he's somewhere in the written trying to find his way there and then, you know, so, you know, January can't move effectively because yeah. she's got two gunshot wounds. And then it gives them time to bond. Well, because I think it's really only like like three or four weeks before yeah. Julian finally shows back up. Yeah, I was actually going to say 16 days, something like that. But that's three three weeks. I think they, they yeah. do quote 16 days at some point. But then I think there's another minor time skip so too. Yeah, after that, like mm-hmm. it, it had been 16 days whenever this thing I'm about to tell you happens. Right. And then at some point my dad came back, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah I, <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe it was just the 16 days, but well, it, was, I, it was a short period of time. Yeah. I mean, and she was still there for a while after her dad showed up too. It's not like she just said, Hey dad, and then left. But she had to learn how to sail right. and, you know, other, you know, uh, obvious mechanical things mm-hmm. for, uh, how life works. <laughs> yeah, she just was just, uh, she was like, why didn't you ever look for me? Like to her mom. And then like the voice actress came out and was like, I looked for you every damn day or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, come on lady. Like, you know, you didn't, you're sitting on your ass right here at the porch. Like, I get it. I get it. Like <laughs> you can't do anything but this right now. And it's perfect for the story because now you'll have time to, to meet and, and, and you successfully met up. Like you said, you've been looking for her every day, but it's just like, I don't know. It was just, for me, I was just like, for real, like, I don't know. Just, it felt kind of excessive for me just for her to be like every damn day. I don't know. Just, I'm, I I get, I got real judgy for her character personality traits, which Mm. aren't, there aren't, they're not narratively important. You know, like it doesn't (laughs) matter to the story that she said that like that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it just, the way it came out in the book at the moment that I heard it, it was just like, ugh. And I don't, I don't even know what to attribute that to. Cause it's not mm. like I dislike Adelaide as a character. Yeah. You know, she's the cooler version of January. <laughs> I was just saying that like in, I guess January is cooler now cause she can do the doors. But, um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I, I, do you have, do you have moments like that when you're reading? Like just, not usually. It's too cold or something, so you're just like in a bad mood, so you're like a little angrier at the characters. Like I wasn't in a bad mood, so that's not a great example, but like just sometimes it I it just was this voice actress, I think, that did the book that maybe yeah. maybe rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. I, and, and and that's silly to let a thing like that bother me, because I'm usually I like to think that I'm better about it because I I didn't let it ruin my opinion of the book, but I just several times every episode I know I've complained about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which get over it dude like quit complaining you got to listen to some lady read you a book like <laughs> that was pretty nice <laughs> but 
I don't know. It, yeah. it did make me kind of eye roll a little bit more than maybe I, 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 maybe I would have if I was reading the words with my own eyeballs, hmm. I guess. I don't know. I don't know that anything like that's ever happened. Yeah, I'm sure it's harder um, to, to know, too, in the moment. Like, I'm upset in real life, so now I don't like these guys. Or I'm extra happy so these couple weeks, so now I super like these guys. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm sure, sure it's not as easy to determine i don't know why i I feel like i was able to determine it then but i mean it's just i guess i'm hearing other there's another factor like another person's uh, intonation it was being presented to you that's what it is it's being presented and that's that's the difference you're creating the presentation i Mm -hmm. think it's being presented to me so uh yeah, I guess it's got two layers of presentation for me too, because the author wrote it, and then there's the presentation for the the for the voice, the voice acting, actor, yeah, yeah and and for the narration. And sometimes if, they, if those don't align, it it throws me out. Yeah, and and, would, and there's really no reason that makes sense. And there's really no reason sometimes for it not to align for me. And this was just kind of one of those times that it doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense that it didn't it didn't fit for me. But yeah. I mean, it was she wasn't a bad voice actress by any means. So that's that's what's really. I'm not skirting around because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> like I, I mean, I don't care. But she wasn't bad. She wasn't a mm-hmm. bad voice actor. She didn't have a bad voice. It wasn't annoying. It's just you just didn't every always now and agree then, with this presentation. Yeah, every now and then the yeah. presentation was just kind of like, ugh, I roll, you know, or like mm. I don't know. It was it was odd because because I've had that a couple times before with other books, but it's never. I don't think I've ever brought it up every single episode we talk about it. It's yeah. usually just like the first time. Uh, that I bring it up is like the first book and then I get used to it or the first section I mean you mm-hmm. know and then I get used to it but um, that's okay because this next book I am not buying the audiobook for and I know exactly what the two authors sound like if we're going with that book <laughs> 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 and so I'm probably going to read it in their voices right which is fun actually because uh, so there's the meat eater show that I'm sure you know about if not, I probably have told you about it. Um, Steve Vernella has a very unique voice. So anytime I read anything that he's written or, you know, mm-hmm. I read it in their voice, which is kind of fun. Uh, I even, I, I think I even read Harry Potter in the, the voice actor's voice for those books. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't think I could ever listen to an audiobook. Yeah, I know you've, you've said that. And I, and I wonder why that is. Is it just because uh, you I don't think want probably else's? in some ways, uh, or at least to some percentage amount, for you know the you know the things that you just were talking about, just having to rely on someone's uh, presentation and interpretation of things. Yeah, um, and I think sometimes it which it's I just couldn't good, do, and other times it's not. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and that could be said about you know any form of media, of course, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know it's totally fair, but I just I don't want to deal with that. Right. <laughs> there is there is a level too that I think we talk about quite a bit. That's sort of like. Uh, for lack of a better word, like meditative about forcing yourself to sit, like to do only the reading, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm always multitasking, which I think this will be a nice like split for me to, yeah. to read. You know? I do prefer like, the I'm, level of focus that reading requires as yeah. opposed to just having it playing in the background of mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that it, or at least as far as intaking something, that's the, that's a, extreme preference mm-hmm. of mine I yeah don't want to just like be passively taking something in mm-hmm. uh i don't i feel like i would um would be losing things by doing it that way right for myself at least yeah yeah uh, 
So, yeah, I just, I cannot read, or you can't read an audiobook, funny enough. I used to actually, impossible. (laughs) I used to actually uh, listen to audiobooks and have the book out and like follow along just Mm -hmm. because. I've heard of people doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It was nice because it helped, it, it, like, it was all you were doing and you were hitting like several different um, sensory. That would drive me crazy. Touching, hearing seeing you know you were mm-hmm. doing all these different things that people talk about for like learning and and i only ever did it really with like hank the cow dog and harry potter i think so like um some of those moments actually kind of stand out in like like my life which is kind of silly because like yeah. i think about like hank honestly hank and and rover and the and the cat a lot Hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's funny I, I mean it's just that that book is silly just those books are silly because it's like all the jokes you make about your own dog like <laughs> trying to make sense of human life that they turn into a, a silly book but uh it would drive me crazy to listen to it and read it at the same time yeah especially if you don't like the voice of hank or something i think more than anything i would just be mad uh that I would be reading faster than they would be. Yeah. And you don't think you could ever do it like on a road trip? No. I wonder why. Like even um, if it was a story you'd already heard? I would just be, I mean, maybe. But I feel like if I was listening or to read, an audio I book, I would just be like, but I could be reading this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, see, I think of it as like, oh, like I get to hear this story even though I don't have the exact moment in time to make for reading it. But I see what you mean. It's like, we'll make the time, <laughs> make it more important, make it, make it special. And, uh, and sometimes I, I really do feel like I, I can make it kind of special just by listening to it and, and thinking about it. And like, and that's why I take notes too. Like I, I mm-hmm. write down stuff that like hits me in the moment. And, uh, and that's not something I ever did when I would, when I would read, uh, in school or even, you know, and for, and we'd be reading and you would have to take notes right, so that you could yeah. write a paper or something. It was just something I never did. And, uh, and, and now it's just like, oh, that's cool. Let me write that down. And then, and then that, that's another reason I think I enjoy this so much is just because I take all these, I take some fun notes and then I get to run them by you and see what we, what we come up with mm-hmm. as far as, uh, content, I guess. But if we right, get to, yeah. I mean, I'd run it by you anyway, if, you know, if we were both reading the same book and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was, I, was, I didn't, I tried, I like this book a lot more than I started off liking it I, yeah. I remember telling a friend at work just like Ugh, i do not like this book but it's fine like it's not bad i just am not in the mood i guess right. and uh and then it just it grew on me you know it's good i like it that's good i think this one though the next one i'm excited i'm very excited i'm excited i think i'm less excited than you um, yeah <laughs> i don't know why i'm so excited <laughs> they don't really have much like credentials for authors i guess <laughs> um but it, I, I'm excited um, to some degree. I don't even know if I could put a number to it. Um, but in any case, uh, what that book is, let me pull up my webpage here just to make sure that I don't misspeak in any way. Uh, I'm going to be reading The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Uh, this is a book, I think it's the second book by this duo, um, which. Uh, they're they've done other things i think this is just their second published novel together uh they've got a very popular internet presence uh they are the founders of 
the Good Mythical Morning Show on YouTube, uh, which then itself has spun off into, I don't know, like a dozen other things that they do on that channel. Yeah, they have an award-winning weekly podcast called Ear Biscuits. Um, their other book that Will was just talking about was an instant number one New York Times bestselling book uh, that was called Rhett and Link's Book of Mythicality, which I don't want to rag on it, because, but because of their fan base, they're they're able to get like an, mm-hmm. an instant New York Times bestselling book, which you know, doesn't necessarily give uh, much credence to if they are great authors or not. And, but I, I really like these two guys. And I As feel personalities, like they're, they're great. Yeah, and I feel like because they're so relatable, it'd be like, this is a book. I don't know. I feel like this book is just going to be very digestible, very, very, like, fun to take in. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really relatable. Like, I'm sure you and I both relate to, to both of those guys, honestly. But um, to one, maybe more than the other. So... For me, it's going to be hard not to just throw us into this book since we've known each other since first grade. Kind of like the backstory of these guys in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've known we've known each other since first grade. We've been hanging out and doing silly stuff all you know our whole lives, and it's just I feel like it's going to be hard for me to not like kind of just put us in there. Because even when I watch Good Mythical Morning, I kind of think of uh, you know us even <laughs> just like doing yeah. this. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I just honestly like. <laughs> we kind of have like almost even the same contrast like in in like the colors that they have of like their hair color like you know Rhett and Link are kind of like a blonde and uh, I'm bad at hair colors but like a, a light hair color and a dark hair color <laughs> like I don't know yeah. I feel like it's just like it I just swap myself into their shoes very often and and I don't know that's probably I feel like that's probably why they they do do so well they're just very relatable and because of that I was just like I, I bet this book is going to be it's definitely fun. part of why they're so successful be... oh yeah <laughs> and I think this... know, as uh, just as personalities um, they're great I don't list I don't follow a lot of their stuff directly mm-hmm. um, I had a co-worker at the previous uh, precinct that I worked at who was big followers of them and so every now and then he would put something on at work yeah and I was like these guys are cool and then they recently uh, came to town again i said recently just like i told you before we were recording but it was probably more like s- somewhere between six and eight months ago so not really that recently but they came to town and were uh collaborating with all the different rooster teeth entities and so yeah. i saw them on that stuff because i'm a big rooster teeth follower and uh, i was like oh, these guys are great i should watch more of their stuff they've got 16 million subscribers on youtube yeah i'm one of them uh <laughs> <laughs> i uh that's actually obviously how i found this book like i was watching their show they're i think eating doritos or something in there and then like after they're like or i think before they they pitched some of their stuff it's funny on on other platforms you hear people like doing their pitches like they they're selling products for other things mm-hmm. like me undies or audible or whatever right they're pitching their stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how big they are right and uh and i mean I, I like i already said they're just relatable guys i feel like whether this book has like a crazy amount of depth to the story or not it's just i feel like it's going to be very fun and satisfying as i'm digesting it it might not have a lot of layers or it might have a whole ton of layers who knows but i just i'm yeah i i don't know (laughs) i don't know it's 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 funny how excited i am for it and i I don't know you can't explain certain things i guess (laughs) and that's that's what i'm looking forward to for this i'll tell you one thing i'm excited about page numbers yeah dude that's the kindle book has page numbers <laughs> yeah man like they they they, they did it right actually have page numbers which just blows my mind every time and i know i say this every time that a book doesn't have page numbers on the kindle but how 
and why. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. Thank you, Rhett and Link, for if it was your call or not, uh, for having page numbers. <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing it it's right. Not ridiculous when other people don't have page numbers, and I'm so excited that this one has page numbers because it makes it easy for me to track my progress and to help break down how we're going to read it. It being a relatively short book, we're just going to cut it in half anyways this time, so I don't really get to take advantage of being like, we're going to read 70 pages. And the pages are the same between the book and the, the Kindle. Version. How- yeah, it's almost like that's how pages work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that it shouldn't be difficult to put it in your fucking Kindle edition. Yeah, in location 9,423. It's, it's all on the publisher, right? It's, it's, it has to be something that comes down to the publisher. And maybe the author says, have page numbers, or I don't care about page numbers. But it's something that the publisher implements. It has to be. So why don't they just, I don't know. You so know go, I could, go with I could have a whole episode complaining about how that's fucking ridiculous. But the, we've got page numbers this time. We're reading half the book. Uh, we're going to just cut this in two episodes because um, like I very lightly touched on there. It's relatively short. It's like 328 pages or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a feeling it's going to be like a bit of a page turn. I don't know. I just I, I really think I'm going to want to The chapters are all very short. In. So it's going to be, you know, you're you know flying through the story beats will be happening. You know, it's right. not like you're going to there's not suddenly like a 50 page chapter. And you're like, oh, my God, unless, you know, unless it was a really exciting 50 pages. You wouldn't be like, man, this is taking forever to get to the next room or whatever it yeah, is you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, these all being like between five and 20 page chapters uh, it'll be just gonna feel like you're moving along at a good pace and mm-hmm. i think that that's a good thing certainly when we're gonna cut it in half like this which translates to reading the first 14 chapters including the prologue uh, which is very short uh, but uh, so read through chapter 13 stop at 14 yeah. Don't read chapter 14. We'll read that next week. Um, that's how far we're getting on The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek, co-written by Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal of Small Town, North Carolina. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I want to say thank you to Free Hugs for Life, giving us a oh, right. uh, podcast review. I appreciate the, or we both appreciate Sometime the five-star review. Month, we just didn't notice it until... I yeah. guess you noticed it yesterday or whenever. Or I, I noticed it on the way over here. I was just oh, like okay. on a whim. I was like, I wonder if anybody's left a review for the podcast. So I just want to say, yeah, thanks again. Free hugs for life. Um, they they said that every book club they join falls apart, and it's nice to listen to this podcast and hear people talk about books. I usually listen to audiobooks, but sometimes I want to read the actual book. <laughs> <laughs> just like me. But yeah, thank you for leaving us a five star review. If yeah, if y'all leave us five star reviews, I'll read them on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, the, what you have to be. Th- if it's four stars, we won't read it. No, I don't want to read a four star review. I might I will read, read it. it. Jordan won't read it. I might. Yeah, I, depending I mean, on what you have to say. I mean, I'll read it on my alone time, but not on the air. So you leave us a five star review. I'll read if we it. remember to check and find that. Yeah, I'll, re- I'll read <laughs> because that was what says. on the fifteenth or something like that. Yeah, the fourteenth. So, like so that was a couple two and a half ago. weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> but I'll get to it. And uh, yeah, thanks again. That's that's really nice. And it made yeah. it, it was just I don't know when I brought it up. Will and I were like, oh, that's cool. We're like, glad it's that just, you enjoy the show. Hugs. Yeah, it makes yeah, it makes me feel good just that there are people listening and leaving reviews yeah. and being nice, <laughs> encouraging and to books. hear something. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So whoever yeah. you are, Thank I wonder you. if you're someone we know. That was something we were discussing. Is it someone we know, or is it just some random? That would be interesting for us to know if you happen to come across the show uh, and you don't know us. How did you? come across it yeah that'd be that would be very i would be interested to know how that went yeah and um, uh please tell your friends if you are someone i know uh i don't care 
<laughs> if you're someone I know, tell your friends, and then uh, and then maybe they'll tell someone Will knows. And <laughs> just kidding, right, yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't have any of the same friends. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, thanks again. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, uh, rate review. Um, subscribe. All the fun stuff. Yeah, all the all the cool stuff that uh, that the, the kids say. Obligatory content creator phrases. Yeah, and um, hit that bell. Hit the bell. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just. Thanks again. I'm looking forward to this 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 book too. So uh, thanks, Rhett and Link. Yes, I'm excited. The the more I talk about, it, the more excited I get. I think I don't know. Really, I just went to their YouTube page and I saw their faces. I was like, oh, those guys are fun. And <laughs> it's, yeah. And so I got excited just because of that, which is goofy. But um, <laughs> in any case, uh, in order to find us, uh, oh, yeah. same place as Jordan always tells us. Yeah. Um. Facebook. No. No. Facebook. <laughs> we never have Facebook. I always mess up. Uh. Twitter and Instagram at ears underscore stamps and then dog ears and timestamps at gmail dot com. And uh, tell us what you think about the anime shows if you're watching them. I don't know how many of you people watch anime, but like we've talked about now, I guess disjointedly over the past three weeks, My Hero Academia, Food Wars, Sword Art. The seventh season of Ruby just started. Um, it's funny. I've always sort of considered anime like reading. I've always kind of considered it like my... For the most part, super... we're literally reading while we watch it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that that could be literally why. But I, I, I've i always thought of... I think someone asked, like, why do you watch anime? And I was just like, because the stories are always super great. Like, they're really well thought out. And I feel like... Generally th- speaking, are... anime is got strong storytelling uh, because whenever so you know all the walt disney movies come out like oh, in yeah. the 60s and 70s and all that and uh animation's incredible and it's like unlike anything that the world has ever seen japan sees that stuff and they're like well we can't draw that well so we're just gonna have to focus on making really good stories yeah and that has sort of permeated throughout the history of anime it's just like focusing on you know storytelling um obviously like any medium there's a lot of trash that comes through mm-hmm. uh, but generally oh, yeah. speaking, that at, at the very least, um, in the uh, uh, bit of uh, research that I have done, that's why. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, and I know we both watched plenty of bad anime, but um, there's a lot of good anime, and it's mm-hmm. always it's always got a good sat. It, it's it's a satisfying like story arc, and just it's nice, and it's we're reading, you know, it's just it. Right. Yeah, I, I love anime too. Like books and anime, for some reason, they've always just ran side by side to me. <laughs> and I know they're completely different mediums, but like, it, you know, whenever I fin- if I catch up in an anime, I just start reading the manga. Like it doesn't yeah. even phase me. I'm just like on to the next part. Like I need more story. Like I'm just story crazy. You right. Know, story crazy. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the stories. So. I'm definitely trying to find something else to do for a little bit this week because My Hero Academia didn't air this week. Because yeah. the Rugby World Cup is happening. We could watch that. God. And we know how it ended. I mean, I don't know how it ended, but it is over, right? Yeah, I don't know how it ended. I should look that up. For <laughs> interrupting my anime watching, I should know exactly what happened. Because it's just because Japan was the host nation this year for the Rugby World Cup. Rugby how was, World uh... Cup final. No, I don't need to bring it up. It was between England and South Africa, and South Whoa. Africa won 32 to 12. Whoa. So, way to go, South Africa. And now we can get back to regular broadcasting of My Hero Academia. Yeah, good job, South Starting Africa. Next week. Congratulations. Anyways. Yeah. I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Doggers and Timestamps.
I want to make pop sockets. 